Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to this week's episode of A Little Wiser. This is your host, Kimmy Culp, and I'm here with my producer, Erica. Happy New Year, Erica. Yes, Happy New Year to you. Crazy, uh, bizarre New Year, but it's a new year. <laughs> Interesting start, to say the least. Um, but yes, it's a, it's a new year and hopefully one that will get better as the weeks and months go by. I am optimistic. Me too. Um, so Erica, today we are going to talk about our first episode of the year, which was with Emily Stark and the bonus episode we did with her daughter, Lexi and Sydney. If anybody hasn't listened to those episodes, will you just give like super high level their story in a nutshell? Yes. So we have Emily Stark, who was newly married and uh, she was became pregnant and was told that she was pregnant with twins and it turned out that the twins were, in fact, conjoined. Um, they were pygopagus twins, which means they were conjoined kind of butt to butt, I would say, is her best explanation. And so the episode really takes a deep dive into the decision that she and her husband had to make, whether to keep them together or to separate them. And then what unfolded after she made the decision to separate them. Yeah. And I think there's, it was really interesting on so many levels because I wouldn't have thought, I mean, if you think about this subject matter in general, and we'll talk about that, right? Like the media interest, the intrigue, because I have some thoughts on that as well. But that this would necessarily be um, a timely story, an applicable story to where we are. And then as I was thinking about like having this conversation and like what really like stuck with me, like what were what were the things that it like came up for me or when Emily shared them or the girls. And I was thinking, well, A, we will talk about connection, right, which is obviously in this time of disconnection, we've thought so much about it. And that's really what they love to talk about. And I loved hearing about. But there's, I mean, Emily's story is one of talk about uncertainty about your future and the rest of your life. I mean, and not just, you know, you know, right now we're thinking uncertainty as, you know, a country and when will things open up again? And I mean, this was, will my children live or die? Will I be 30 years from now and have lost two children? If I make this choice to do this surgery, will I, for the rest of my life, feel like as a result, my, I, my child lost their life? I mean, and so I, I think how I equated it to now when I thought about Emily and I and I anything where where it comes to motherhood and me thinking if I had to make those choices, how early on, how dark and scary and uncertain her future looked like. And not only her future, but the future of these girls. And I think where I found a lot of 
hope was first of all those girls are so like articulate and cool and smart and confident like I was blown away by them but to think back then that now these two girls are at colleges in different parts of the country that the surgery was successful that they've had incredibly independent lives that they're both healthy that she went on to have another baby versus where she must have been at that first moment when she you know learned and then had to make all of these hard uncertain choices so when I was trying to think like well why this story why now it like the dots started to connect to me why I'm actually really grateful that that we talked to them and and shared the story with you guys right now yeah I, I found her story really compelling in terms of she took us along with her when, when she, she kept getting like breadcrumbs of information from the doctors. And I feel like it really took a while for her to wrap her mind around the gravity of the situation and what the implications were um, for her decisions. It was a, I mean, as high stakes as, as it can be, right? Like her choice could potentially kill one or both of them. I can only imagine if you are in this situation where you have conjoined twins, you gotta know that the odds aren't good. I mean, the overall survival rate for conjoined twins is something like between 5 and 25%. So it's not good. Yeah, so I know you did um, did some research about conjoined twins and what if anything did you learn and sort of you know this was um, you know the girls are in college now so this was two decades ago where are we today as far as conjoined twins and surgeries and healthy separations well you know we we have a lot of advances in terms of the screening technology and how we can look at the conjunction point. So I think doctors have a much better understanding of how to perform the surgery and and where to perform the surgery than they ever did before. But it, it hasn't really affected the overall likelihood for conjoined twins to survive, which, um, you know, is, is, is pretty low, given that this is a very unusual thing to happen. I think it's one in every around 200,000 births um, are, are conjoined. Um, And it really depends upon where you are conjoined. I mean, that's really the, the key to survival. Emily's twins, as we mentioned, were conjoined butt to butt. The, they're called pygopic twins, which I think it's about 18% of all conjoined twins are, are joined that way. So they didn't share any major organs, thankfully. So she was incredibly lucky um, that her twins were joined in a, in a you know, much less risky place for them to be separated. Yeah, I mean, my favorite point in the interview was when she has the doctors do all the tests and the screening and the, you know, x-ray after x-ray. And then, and she says, um, all I want to know is their quality of life. And he said, uh, gosh, what was the quote? He said something like, well, if all you wanted to know was their quality of life, we didn't have to do all these detailed screenings. Their quality of life is up to you. Like, yeah. I just thought like that um 
because she didn't know whether they would um yes to your point you know they where they were conjoined um was very lucky in a sense and she was able to give birth to two healthy babies and ultimately they would be able to have a surgery and live two healthy independent lives but that doctor's quote really stuck out with me in the interview i agree that was so beautiful i mean what a beautiful thing to say to a mother at that moment yeah kind of giving her the power back yeah yeah and she felt very confident that she could give them a good quality of life no matter what and i think that was reassuring for her you go. No, I was just going to say my one of my favorite uh, moments was when I think you asked her or she mentioned that there was definitely a, a sense of loss either way. And, and she felt she and her husband felt a sense of loss after they were separated because they had gotten so used to them uh, joined that they, you know, they really got this whole routine down. They would bathe them together and feed them together, and one would rock the other to sleep. And it it really just reminded me how human beings are so adaptable that we just adapt to whatever our situation is. And and in essence, we normalize it, right? I mean, how how normal have we made mask wearing? when you go out into the world and like everyone's wearing a mask all of a sudden it's normal (laughs) I know so when they were separated you know I think she and her husband um they did they did feel a sense of loss about that yeah well the babies they had you know rocked to sleep held you know loved played with you know their physical being was so unique as any baby or person's body is unique so I think seeing that physical separation as much as that was the end goal just yeah I was so interested in how they experienced that I thought it was a a great really honest answer as well totally glad you brought that up yeah and we talked a little bit about which I like wanted to I guess I kept feeling this need to like give people like context when she was like, oh, we early engaged media to document the process. Because I think some people would be like, well, why would you do that, right? Totally. Like, and to me, I'm like, yeah. So I'm thinking listeners are going to say that. And I almost wanted to be like, oh, no, no, no. I get this. Like, this woman is smart. <laughs> because early on out of college, I worked for the morning shows, like Good Morning America and Today Show. And there are certain stories, for whatever reason... Um, we'll do another episode and dissect, you know, human psychology, but that the media, the world media gloms onto, um, often like, you know, sextuplets, um, conjoined twins. There's a lot of stories that if they come across and it's normally a hospital PR person or a local, you know, often when you find these stories that are, you know, in a small town you've never heard of or somewhere, it's somebody who works at the hospital or somebody who just calls in the local news. The local news reports it. Then they send it. So they're, let's call it an ABC affiliate. Then it goes to the ABC network desk. Then the whole country knows. Then the whole world knows and so on. Um, and then what happens is that all of the na- major networks descend on the hospital, the home, wherever it is, Um to get the first interview because when that is the sensation and you turn on the morning show you're want to hear from the mother you want to hear from the doctor who gave birth to the first that that's you know I guess 
realistically and kind of sadly how it all works. And I had so a seat weird. up front at that. So when she said to me, totally weird, yes, totally bizarre, um, that they had engaged because what that means is you're controlling the story. And so you once it, it's, I mean, it's probably too much to go in here, but it, when she said that to me, I'm like, that is so smart. Like that is so clear to me to basically get ahead of it and control. And that way when everyone comes, you say, you know what? We've been documenting the whole process. Yes, we have the footage. We're so excited to share our unique and different and beautiful story. We're working exclusively with local. And then everybody kind of versus just the storm that would have imploded. So from like, again, this is like, maybe this is interesting to people. Maybe it's not. Um, But that choice of engaging ahead of time when they're in control, when they're in the driver's seat, where they have time to develop a relationship with someone they trust and someone they like and someone they know is like game changing from somebody who observed outsiders coming in at a moment like that. Yeah, I also thought it was a bit odd when she said that. But once she explained it and and after you and I had talked about it and you kind of explain that to me too it it did make more sense to me but I wonder how she like how did she know to do that you know we didn't go into um a lot of detail and I don't know oh I know what she said I think she said the hospital um I believe I don't know now I I don't want to say something that isn't accurate um I want to say unless I'm making it up that somebody in the hospital PR uh, the the doctors or the hospital advised her, I think is what I'm thinking. I think you're right. Um, the hospitals would know this. Every hospital in the country has a communications team, a PR team. They're dealing with stuff all the time. When we did Preston Gorman, that communications and PR team at that hospital was fielding requests from every media outlet in the world. Like they knew what patient they had and they were communicating. Obviously with him, it was a different situation. Um, so there's a lot of communication between hospitals and patients where they know there's going to be a high level of media inquiry and they have trained people within the building. That makes sense. Yes. And if you haven't yeah. listened to that episode with Preston Gorman, it's, he was um, essentially patient zero for the Ebola virus in the United States. Um, you can you should go back and check it out. It's really, really interesting. Super interesting. So. um what about the twins? What about the twins? Did you love? I know you loved talking to them. Oh my gosh. So I loved them. I mean, they gave me like faith in the future. They were just so um, smart and confident. And it's so interesting that you like can tell they're twins, just like their energy in the interview and how they play off of each other. And um, you are not tell that they're twins. You can tell that they have a very, very strong, deep connection. I mean, they, you know, they finish each other's sentences for sure. But I loved the story about how when they're stressed out um, and they fall asleep in the same bed, they get back in their conjoined position. I know. But to but. Oh, my god! And that that is sort of like, I know. And that that is when, like, if they're both, you know, home from school or whatever and they're stressed out and they sleep in the room – that when they wake up, they'll find themselves in that sort of, you know, what would be the comforting position of the womb, of their infancy, of their togetherness. So I just loved that story and, and thought it was 
you know, really beautiful. And the interesting thing, Erica, is you and I had a hard time because initially we're like, okay, we'll do, you know, do we do this all as one episode or do are we going to do two separate episodes? And what we realized from the twins' perspective is that to some extent, this is um, this is their story, right? This is their beginning, but it's their mother who witnessed it. It's their mother who lived it in real time and has the memory and cognition to share it, right? To 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 share the details and the 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 road because they were separated at such a young age, they don't remember. Um, being in the world as conjoined they remember being in the world as twins so you and I talked a lot about that as we um, worked on this script in these episodes yeah but I um, I think Emily and the girls are they're just really positive fun uh, interesting people and I love that they have found deeper meaning in this story and that they you know um that their message of, you know, connection and what it means to be connected and how we we get through hard times and big decisions and and how in the end, you know, our outcomes can be more than we ever expected. I think they have a really positive message. And yeah, I was just really grateful to, to end the new year getting to know them all through All the Wiser. Agreed. Yeah, it was um, a beautiful story. And um I kind of wish I had a twin now. It sounds really fun. <laughs> <laughs> you can come over and sleep butt to butt with me, Erica. Do you want me to come you spoon wear you all. in bed? <laughs> it'll it'll help rock you to sleep at night. Yes, we'll just nudge nudge Graham over. <laughs> um, all right. Well, if uh, anybody has not listened, uh, we have not one but two episodes we release them back to back so first is Emily and then you can hear from the girls Sydney and Lexi in the bonus episode and Erica is there anything else before we jump yeah well I just uh want to remind everyone that we love interacting our I guess our platform of preference would be Instagram would you say Kimmy yes yes definitely okay so yeah, so connect with us on Instagram. Um, we're at All the Wiser Podcast, and we love to hear what you thought of these episodes and what spoke to you about them. And um, I manage that account myself, so you'll likely be talking to me. So send me a message and um, follow us and, and let us know what you thought. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. And again, a happy new year. And we cannot wait to continue bringing you entertaining and inspiring stories um, throughout the year. Thanks so much. Bye, everyone. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.